do you have a few minutes? Can we can we talk to you in in Gracie? Since you're famous, we might as well get you in. Absolutely. Hey, nice to meet you. And what are your names? Prince and Penelope. Penelope. Wow, you guys have like superstar names. You see your heart, like honestly, your honest feedback. That's what this is all about. So there's no right or wrong answer to anything. We want to just get out and talk to people and see like, what do people think about this stuff? You know, what do young people think about this stuff? If we go viral, you get a cut of the check. All right. <laughs> I'll start with this. What three words come to mind when you think about God? Say, oh, that's a good question. Um, now, did you grow up with, I'm assuming you grew up with some sort of uh, church background? Yes and no. Like, I attended church as a family and stuff, but being myself, I wouldn't say that I'm religious, just very spiritual. But you say, you said before um, foster care, you said there yeah. was... I used to go to a children's church. So, with your Catholic belief, do you believe that you have a purpose? I think everyone has their purpose. You just got to figure out what it is. That's your part of it. One of the things that we hear a lot is everybody is kind of on that same boat of, listen, as long as you're happy, as long as, you know, you, you do yourself, you do you, right? And if that and if that makes you happy, then you're good. You're living your purpose, right? To an extent. What does that mean? I like that. Depends on what you're doing that you love. If you're doing something you love, that's good. But if you're doing something that somebody else doesn't love, that's bad. So you gotta choose your battles. What is good for the people around you and good for you. Let them know you were here in this beach today. In Jesus' name, Father. Amen. Amen, amen. amen. See, that's messed up. Because there was a second part to that clip where I, I actually taught him how to do that jump. I'll talk to the editor, Wadley. Yeah, I can, I'll that's, put a, that's yeah. messed up. He yeah. took that out. Give it up for the team. So these guys went on this amazing journey uh, with me, and, and it, was a, it was a great experience. But let me start, have you introduce yourselves uh, tell us your name, tell us what you do here at, at this New Life community, and then tell us when you go back to this project and you think about it, what's one or two words that come to mind when you reflect on it? So my name is Bennett, and I am the creative director here for New Life South Coast, and I also help uh, Pastor Elijah and Mariah with our music ministry, and occasionally I'm probably busy watching some of your kids. Uh, the cool part about being an uncle is you just give them a lot of sugar and then you send them back, so... Big ups to that lifestyle. Um, the word I would use for this project is refreshing. Um, Wadley's going to talk about it a bit, but the biggest uh, point of tension with this project was the camera. And it's funny how if you look on social media, everybody has their phone out asking everybody a bunch of stupid questions that do not matter in any way, shape, or form, and everybody has an opinion on it. And I think it's so interesting that the church... Like we sang today, when we build the church, it's not just a building, but it's, it's people, right? So to have an opportunity to go out and speak to people who are the church and to build the church, which is just people, was incredibly refreshing. We can clap. It's all right. We can clap. Hello. My name is Regan. Um, I lead Toddler One here in the kids' ministry. 
And yeah. Kids ministry, make some noise. And when I reflect on this project um, and evangelism as a whole, I think about love and hope. Because um, when you go out there, you got to just spread the love of God. And you got to hope that they, you know, find Christ through it all. Hi everyone, I'm Sandra and I'm on the prayer team here and I also am um, one of the leaders for Freedom Crew where we, um, yeah, so we are a crew that um, for anyone who struggles with any kind of addiction, so, and when I think of this project, um, a few words, uh, heaven on earth, I mean we're bringing a piece of heaven on earth, you know, talking by talking to these people, so. How you doing? My name is Randy Carreras, and um, another, I'm a member of the prayer team also, and also a member of the Freedom Crew. Hello very much. In a few words, it's just uh, an intimate God, intimate God with everybody in this world. Amen. Amen. So, so here's what we did with this. Um, you're going to hear, you're going to see some questions. One of the things we say is, man, we're, we're, we met some really cool people, some really interesting people. Um, and our goal was just to talk, you know, and our goal was just to, you know, to listen and get a, again, get a feel for where they were at. Um, but it was intimidating. We had a camera and people looked at that camera and kind of, you know, some of them said no right off the bat because of the camera. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to process some of the feedback we got. You know, again, I think a lot of it, some of us may feel the same way as them. Some of us may, may be able to learn from some of their answers, all right? So that's how we're going to go through this, and we can go ahead and start and roll that first clip. Love, happy, and faithful. Okay. Faith, direction, loyal. Loyal? Is that hard? Is that really good? So, uh, what's, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Believe. Believe? Okay. Life, maybe forgiveness. Good, I like that. I would say trust, honesty. Trust and honesty. Trust and honesty. Okay. Say. Oh, that's a question. Um. Honesty. Um. Forgiving. And real. Peace. Trust and goodwill. Think hope, freedom, peace. Hope, freedom, and peace. That was quick. Yeah. Okay. Hope for you well, I'm a Buddhist, so it's a little different. Still a guy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hope, belief, uh, strength. And strength. Well, I think it, it's um, probably universal kind of um, You know, there's it's probably compassion and and then. And some some kind of like natural thing that people, uh, you know, should be 
have some kind of spirituality to them, then they're no. Like I said, it's it just universal. Yeah. I, I've, uh, yeah, I don't think, you know, uh, God is, can, is, goes to like one specific church. I think it's like, you know, everybody has, you know, I've read the, the Bahavikyo, I've had, I read the, uh, the, uh, the Quran, I've read the, you know, Tao Te Ching, I've done, you know, all, and, and all those things basically all saying the same thing. You know, there's not one, one person or one type of religion is the, supposedly the, the right one. Sure. It's, it's all universal. So everybody has a, a way of being able to connect with God, and that's, that's the way I think about it. So we don't come across too many people who dug that deep into it. What, what has led you to read into all of these, you know, different theologies and philosophies? It just, you know, I happen to like philosophy. Okay. So I've read you know, different, different things, and, and, and it, you know, it, I don't like when people start thinking that uh, you know, they're better than anybody else because they belong to a certain religion. Sure, and, sure. Yeah, that just absolutely. So, yeah, no, absolutely. How about you? What three words come to mind? Mine is much more simplistic. <laughs> I think it's love, peace, So, when we were having these, we were having these conversations, obviously it was important, like I said, it was important for us to listen. There were so many times where you just want to like come back with scripture and prove somebody wrong, you know? Well, for example, this last conversation, there was things he was saying right off the bat I didn't agree with. But I had to listen, I had to let the conversation keep going so we can process things together. And here's what I can tell you, at the end of that conversation, his wife thanked us for having this conversation. It changed her day by us having that conversation, you know? So that was part of us just listening and not being so quick. Like he even mentions, like, man, you hate it when someone thinks they're better than you because of what, like, you never want to come across like, oh, I'm better than you because this is my belief, right? So we, got, we had to be so cautious, and I think we did a good job with that. Um, so, Randy, as you listen to those answers, uh, what's one person that kind of stood out to you? One person that was uh, Chris. She's the one with the, do uh, with, the, with the dog. And it was a great conversation we had with her, but the question was, what was it that would keep you from the blessings from God? And she said it. She said the answer is as part of it to, uh, in my book also is the trust. You know, the word says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Our own understanding in this day and age, you know, life is going to hit us ups, downs, in every angle. It's just, it's, it's a given, you know, but, but the God that we pray to verbally, internally, you know, he's with us, he's for us, he never leave us. He can't, it's not in his nature. You know, he can't, he can't fail us. It's just that trust in him 100%, no matter what happens in our life, he's with you. He's going to carry you through. Yeah, Amen. So we're going to keep it going, and uh, let's watch this clip from our conversation with Paige.
feel like you don't go, that you're not, you don't have a relationship with God. But that's not true. Some people, there's reasons why certain people can't or feel like they get inside. Some people have anxiety. Some people can't be around people. They don't have a chance to say. There's so many reasons, so I don't think that's fair to say that, oh, because you weren't there, that yeah. you don't believe. It's a personal relationship, and as long as you're, you have one, to me, that's all that matters. Yeah. It's nice to go and have that like routine and like that be surrounded by that. Other people, it could be uplifting, right. but I can respect if somebody doesn't want to physically attend because yeah. they could be doing the work. And then you have people who come and do the work at, at church, but then they go home and they don't do the it's work. Totally so it's, it's whatever works for you. Yeah, yeah. There was so much that I could say from, from her answer and her perspective of this. Um, but one of the things I'll say is this. When we ask people that first question, what three words do you think about God? We asked that to everybody we spoke to. We had not one negative word used to describe God. But when we started talking about the church, things were different. Okay? So that taught us something right there. We can talk about God. People are okay with God. Right? But when we sing that morning, this, this song this morning, that we have to build the church, there's a lot of rebuilding that we have to do, unfortunately, right? Because of what has happened to so many people's faith because of the church. Um, but Sandra, tell us a little bit about what you take, took away from that conversation. So I loved Paige. Um, she was real. And most of the people that we did talk to were just like totally honest and gave us their true feelings of how they felt. But Paige, um, she had some valid points, you know, like you don't need a relation, uh, to come to church to have a relationship with God, right? Like she had a relationship with God. And I think at one point I even, uh, thought very much like Paige, but man, don't let that get in the way of God's blessings for you of being in a community. You know, um, I can think back in like, even in my own life, I would have robbed myself of so many blessings uh, if I hadn't joined a community to help encourage me and help guide me and give God room to grow us, right? Because that's what community does for us. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, amen. This next clip uh, that we're going to actually listen to, so there were a couple of people who were... Uh, willing to talk to us, but they said, put that camera away. I don't want to be seen, uh, but they were willing to at least record the audio. Uh, so this next clip is one of those conversations. I would say so. Yeah. I, I mean, I was never a big uh, church guy. I, I uh, still, still ain't. <laughs> but, um, you know, I was in the service. I was in the Coast Coast God. And, you know, and I saw some horrible stuff. And then uh, I started fishing. I was a commercial. Oh, no kidding. Fish, fish fisherman. And I fell overboard back no in like 2003. And, uh, that's when, you know, I became really, like, <laughs> when, when, when your life is almost gone and you, you, you stop praying and that boat came back around and they grabbed me. So ever since then, I have a new, like, uh, thought process towards, towards God. I can't even, what was going through your mind when you fell? I thought that, that's it. I, I thought pretty sure that I'm dead because it was like midnight. And you can't see me. Pitch black. Pitch black. Cold. 
cold. It was two weeks before thanks Thanksgiving. It, it, it was pretty wow, brutal. Man. Yeah, and my boat found me. They they saved me, and thank God. Wow. <laughs> I've been bap- baptized. I, I went through con confirmation. So like when I was younger, my parents were big on church and stuff, and. I don't know. I, what were you guys, a uh, Christian church? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was raised Catholic. Yeah. And I, I never been to a Christian church. My wife is Christian. And uh, she goes to a, a much smaller church on, on, on County Street at times. And uh, the Catholic church, I don't know, it kind of rubs me the wrong way at times where they keep putting out the money basket like seven seven times yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know during during like an hour session yeah. where it's like and i feel bad if i don't put money in there all seven times you know and it's like i don't have that much money and i can't yeah. afford to keep giving money <laughs> that's the perfect cue to get the money basket going for number two round two money basket no and we got to have this conversation with Jake, and I said, hey, Jake, you know one of the things we say when we take up our offering? Because I did mention, and he agreed that the, the, the government doesn't give the church freebies, so he understood that. Like, they don't pay our rent, they don't pay our bills, they don't do any of that for us, right? So there is money involved in this thing. But I did tell him, like, one of the things we emphasize to people, it's like, if this is your home church, you invest in your home. Yeah. If you're a guest, you do what you want. Like, you want to give, great. You don't feel like this is your church you want to give to? That's great, too. Keep coming. Once this is your home, then we invest, right? But Jake was great. Um, Reagan, what are your thoughts on that conversation? I have a lot of thoughts on that conversation. Um, I love Jake's realness, his rawness with his answers. Um, And I also love how he flat out said, you know, he's never been a church guy. Like, every so often he would go or his wife would go. Um... But the realness with his experience with God, he will remember for the rest of his life. Um, and I think that, that we, all, we all experience God in many different ways. You know, we'll experience God through a stranger on the street. We'll experience God through dreams or visions or different things like that. Um, unfortunately, he had to have an experience that was scary. You know, not all of us will go through that. I'm so thankful he was here to be able to have the conversation with us. Um, but what about you? Uh, have you ever come to like the end of your road where you feel like it's the end, like what he said, either physically, spiritually, emotionally? What do you do in those moments? Right. The most impactful thing would be to turn to God, and I'm happy that he realized that and he was saved from that too. Um, but what about you? Think about it in your own heart and say, would I turn to God in those moments? And then don't stop there, pursue. Yeah, amen. 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 Uh, our, our next conversation uh, was a young man that he was, he was awesome. He was, his answers were excellent. We had a great talk with him, and I know he was Bennett's favorite. But let's uh, listen to this clip, and I'm going to let Bennett share a little bit. I mean, mainly, I, I think he wants us to just get together like one thing now in this world there's a lot of cool going on sorry for language but there's a lot of cool stuff going on and 
he just mainly i know he mainly wants us to get together mm. that's number one thing that he wants is a blessing for everyone yeah i know that so what can we do personally about that i agree with you right what can we do personally i mean just getting out like doing what you guys are doing now going out to the public and talking to people that's all that's honestly great like just getting just getting around and, and talking and meeting people and seeing what their visuals on god is and that's awesome yeah. and like that honestly expands it more and gets people to think more about it gets people more into church and more into god you know what i mean yeah so it's good what you guys are doing now so i wouldn't say change yeah. don't change anything So the first thing I would say is this, um, right in the beginning of the clip, obviously he swore and I'm listening to the room and a couple of you snickered, which is fine. And a couple of you were like, and the reason at the very beginning of this panel, I said, this was so refreshing to me is because as I expressed, I work for the church and I've been in ministry for my entire life, as long as I can remember. And what we have to remember is that I'm sure, I'm positive, in Jesus' three years of public ministry, he met people who thought differently than him, spoke differently than him, acted differently than him, and you know what he did? He loved him anyways, right? So, this thing is rough today. So, I never want it to be, as we do this more, because I think it's going to become something that we're going to do more often, we're not afraid of people being people, because we're people, whether you've been here for 10 years, or I'm not going to go too far on it. But the other thing that I'll say is I think I'm going to fire the editor because he's left a lot of context out of these videos, which isn't great. So one thing you guys don't know about my friend Jim Well is that he just had a daughter recently, um, not even two months old. And he made a comment saying, now that I have a daughter, my entire world has changed because the actions that I make do not just affect me. They don't just affect my coworkers. Every decision I make will impact this child's life moving forward. So when we think about the question, can you guys bring this down a little bit? It just feels like we're screaming. Um, when we think about what would God have us do, and he said, go out and talk to people, get to know people, I think an even broader sense of that is just we would have community. Right? The reason that we have crews, the reason we do radical mentoring, the reason we do emotionally healthy spirituality is so that we can make room for folks to come into a community. Like we sang, and I'm going to keep saying it, when we talk about building the church, it is not about four walls, although that's great. It's not just about going to a new campus, although we're going to Brockton, which is going to be incredible, right? The point is that we are going to impact people because our lives have been impacted by Jesus and he is way too good to just keep to ourselves, right? Amen. No, and I, I love what he said. Is like, I wish there was more of this, right? So again, what gets in our way of talking about God? It's, are we putting things in the audience's mind that that's, that's not even there? He's like, I wish there was more of this. People need to talk about God. People need to have these conversations. It's healthy for us, yeah. you know? So why don't we go ahead and move on to the next clip? So we can run, look up the scriptures, start praying and, and uh, doing all you can. Because this jw.org. Yeah. 
It's, uh, I can get my phone and show you stuff. Yeah. And um, we have assemblies like tomorrow. It's on Zoom now. Yeah, yeah. Until, you know. Still Zooming? Still on Zoom. Still Zooming, okay. Yeah, still Zooming. But we go to the Kingdom Hall, though. We got to wear masks, you know, in the hall. Yeah. But the assemblies will be starting up. And I heard like next year. And we're going to be going to the assemblies again. I love them. Next year, huh? I love, still, yeah. I love going to the assemblies. Yeah. People from all over, from all over the world. Can I just say this was not recorded in 2020? All right, like they're still Zooming. They're talking about next year we might get, like, can we give God some praise that we're here this morning and we're not still Zooming? Um, but man, I, one of my things that I wanted to talk to Joe about, he's, you know, someone's a little older than me. I wanted to say, well, what has your experience been? What has life been like for you with God? And then, you know, I didn't want to hear about JW.org. I wanted to hear about Joe. I want to hear about the man in front of me and his personal experiences. But, uh, Randy, why don't you kind of get into that a little bit, too, and what your thoughts were on Joe? My take from Joe, um, it, was, it, was, it was a good conversation with him and everything, though. But what he just kept on saying, if somebody's struggling with faith and, and not sure where they're at with the, with, the, with the Lord, you know, I would give him the word says... Faith comes by hearing, so I'm going to give him a little bit of, of faith, faith that I've seen in my life. You know, maybe give him a little backstory of myself, where I was at 10 years ago to where I'm at now. You know, um, Lord took me out of a mess. I was tangled up in, in the addiction, um, um, anxiety pills, depression, everything from, you know, top to bottom. And by the grace of God, you know, I'm clean now, six years, praise God. You know? And maybe they, not, they won't take my story from it. They won't believe me. You know, so I, I, something else that happened. Anybody else, somebody, people healed from cancer here at my church. People coming down, opening up the doors, coming with suicidal thoughts, depressed, anxiety, just with the worship, God's worship lifted right off. Literally, Amen. right off. Amen. You know, just speak that into them. <laughs> and then go into the Bible and so on and so forth, though, but that's what I would do. Yeah. No, amen. No. All right. We're going to keep this going. The next conversation was with uh, two young men, one of them fresh out of high school. Um, and it was, it was a good talk, but let's watch this clip. I would only want it when I was in need of it. Happy. I can deal with it on my own, but like when I need them, he can give me some stuff. So. Mm. I don't think I would unless a tragedy happened, if something bad happened. I wouldn't want him to guide you unless a tragedy happened. I mean, not like I wouldn't want him to, but I wouldn't like go to church or anything or like do any prayers or anything. Unless a tragedy happened, yeah. yeah. It was so tough to listen to those answers, you know. The question was, would you want God part of your everyday life? If God wanted to grab you and, and walk with you and be a part of the everyday, and, and that answer, and unfortunately, that's not a unique answer to those guys. We know that. They're like, not really. Not really, right, unless a tragedy happened. Sandra, what was your takeaway from that? So um, listening to them answer that question, it kind of, it really like broke my heart. But then it was crazy because I repeated 
his answer so you wouldn't want God to be part of your life unless it was a tragedy. And he kind of like changed a little bit. He was like, uh, well, maybe, maybe not, but like, maybe I would, but uh, I wouldn't do prayers or anything or go to church. So, um, and they also used amazing words to describe who God was. I mean, their words were believe, life, trust, honesty. So it makes me uh, look beyond their you know, question, their question and look deeper into their heart. And it makes me think that they value who God is, you know, um, doing this project. And, uh, I really have had this verse on my heart and it's like one of my favorite verses in the Bible in Hebrews 13 two, And it says, don't, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers for some who have done this have entertained angels without even realizing it. Right. And how amazing, like, how much different would our conversations be if we remembered this before we approached people? You know, our world would be a kinder place. Yeah, Yeah. amen. Um, And and no matter what age, too. You know, like, again, we were praying for our young people earlier. It's important to have these conversations with our young people. Let them answer their way. It's all right. Right? Don't try to correct them on us, but let's hear them, you know, what, what they're thinking. Um, let's keep going. Let's go to our next clip. I think people are confused, honestly. Mm. I think, it, honestly, people get a little bit embarrassed that you don't want to meet somebody for that. Like, let's just find open thing where it almost feels like competition. Like, oh, this person must be know what they're talking about and then that person might not actually feel comfortable to say like what do you mean car i thought they're the same or what is the difference between them? i think they're just shut down okay yeah no same i mean i feel simple um especially you know with the background that we both have you know working with families you know it's it's one of those things that it's not acceptable to talk to every job that you have right because you don't want to put faith into you can't put faith into everything so it's very um it's very iffy on what you're saying what you can't say. So, it, yeah, it gets it gets confusing for a lot of people that I feel that don't follow, um, follow as, as much as we all. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, I think that's what gets like she said. Yeah. So you think it's a matter of knowledge and maybe intimidation? Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I don't think people feel comfortable asking other people like to clarify what is the yeah. what is the difference. Um, I don't know. That's yeah. what I find. But. Myself, point. like being Catholic, I have not gone back to that church. I just didn't relate to that. Yeah. What they're saying. So, yeah. I think that's what it is. I think people understand if they ask, oh, somebody is, oh, what they're saying that says, Jim Morris, they just, yeah. but they don't want to be the newbie. Yeah. Nobody wants to be the new person. Yeah. I just want to give a quick plug because, you know, one of her reasons is. You know, people, they don't want to be the newbie. They don't want to be the feel like, oh, man, I should know better. Or I shouldn't ask this question. So we have a crew. We have crew seasons coming up soon. And we have a crew that's specifically for people that may feel that way. It's called the Basics Crew. And we have it set up. All right, we have a few people that have been through Basics Crew. But it's set up so that you can go into this group and this conversation and, and don't feel like, I should know this by now, or if I ask this question, I'm going to look dumb, or I, you know, 
I went through church all this life and I still don't know this. That's the whole point of basic school. We want it to be welcoming where if you say, oh, what? we've actually had the question, what's the difference between the Old Testament and New Testament? That's great. We don't want to assume that anybody knows anything, right? So as down as simple as that kind of question it is, those are the kind of things we welcome in the basics crew, right? Um, but let's keep, let's break that down a little further. And um, what, what did you think about that conversation, Bennett? Yeah, so by a show of hands, if you guys feel comfortable being honest, how many of you would say it, it's challenging or difficult or it's not even possible to talk about God in your workplace. I won't actually put my hand up because that's not really true because of what I do, but. So a few of us, right? So the thing is, it is getting harder and harder to talk about God and our specific beliefs in work, especially in school, right? It's just getting more and more difficult. So what that then means for us is, well, we give up, we throw in the towel and call it a day, right? No, we show people who God is by the way that we live, by who we are and by what we're doing, right? I think about our church's tagline a lot, you know, when Pastor Marco and I meet and we, we kind of go over some, some social media content or creative content, whatever it is, we always start and end our meetings by going, who are our people? What is our why? So when you think about a church for the unchurched, like Wadley said, there's no dumb questions here. There's no reason to feel small here. The Bible even says that um, knowledge puffs up, right? For us, we have all been the new person at some point. We have all not known something at some point. We still don't know things. And we have so much information at our fingertips and we still don't know. And so the two little takeaways I would leave for this uh, to actually tie it into Pastor Marco's book, Untangling Jesus from Religion, um, my two thoughts for us are to ask ourselves is God... Am I putting up walls that are preventing people from getting to you? And the flip side is, God, am I doing anything to then break down those walls that either I have put up or maybe other people have put up? Every, almost every interview we did, we had people say, this old church I went to, my old pastor, my grandmother, my ex, blah, blah, blah. And the reality is, like, I love what you said, Wally, we're not just building the church, we're breaking some stuff down so we can rebuild it the right way. Sometimes you buy a house and there's mold in the ceiling or there's, you know, there's something rotting in the foundation. So there's a point where we have to break it down to build it healthier. Yeah. I hope that that's what we're doing. Yeah. No, amen. Amen. All right, let's keep it rolling and we'll go on to the next question. say it's the lack of trust i would have to say you know, it's the it's the, the, the clear signs like hey go this way <laughs> like a billboard in the middle of Route 18 <laughs> right like as you know in your bedford as it is in heaven when you see that you're like oh i think that's god telling me something and then five minutes later it's too scary it's get me out of my comfort. Scary. Get me out of my comfort zone a little bit too much, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's, that's a great answer. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, th I honestly do think dogs help. You know, because she trusts, and if only I could trust in God the way she trusts in me. You know, one of the things we've talked to so many different people in different 
uh, backgrounds and even beliefs from Buddhists. Uh, we had a couple of Buddhists, people that, you know, believe that it's all about the universe. Uh, and then we have someone like Chris, who's actually a uh, professor at UMass Dartmouth, uh, who is very involved in her Catholic church right here in the city. And I can tell you, she, her answers were as biblical and spirit-filled as anything I could have came up with, right? So we're not, we're not here to say because of that church, you don't have a relationship with this Jesus, you know? And that conversation was, that, you know, Chris was definitely an example of that. And, and Reagan, I'll let you break that down a little further. Chris, I love Chris so much. Our conversation with her just like flowed so smoothly. You could feel the joy coming out of her. She was just pouring out. She loved every one of us that she spoke to. Um, and her dog was amazing too. But she answered this question exactly the way that I would have answered. Um, but it might be unlike some of the ways that you guys would have answered. Um, trust. Trust is a really hard thing to grasp because... We're humans, we wanna have control over our life. We wanna have control over the future, or what's the next step, or our family, or, you know, we make all these plans, and it's like, have you checked in with God on those plans? Have you seen if the creator of you co-signs with that? Um, so I love her metaphor, too, about, you know, uh, trusting in God as our dogs trust in us. You know, I think about even my own dogs. I have three of them. Um, I don't have to sit there and lay out the schedule for the day and say, hey, don't worry, you're going to get fed at this time, you're going to go out at this time, uh, we're going to go on a walk. No, they just know yeah. that they, are, they have to follow me and that's what they'll get. Um, another thing that I thought about too is while I'm cooking, my dogs are sitting there like, yep, yeah, I'd love to have some of that food. If you drop a piece of steak, they're going to go after it. They're going to maybe even fight each other for it. They'll eat it. They're not going to go and harbor that. They're not going to take that blessing that you gave to them, hide it and say, actually, I don't know if this person that's given to me all these years is going to give me breakfast tomorrow, so I'm going to eat, I'm going to save this for later. No. So why do we do that with God, who has provided for us time and time again? Amen. Now, what, what a great analogy. And, uh, and, I, and I pray, and Chris was... was just love this project. She was another one that says, you guys are amazing. Keep doing this. Yeah. Keep talking to people about God, you know, because we need this. So it was great to hear that from Chris. Uh, let's keep going. I'm, I'm all, all for getting closer to God, 100%. Right now, I'm like, like I've said before, very into the athletic stuff, so I'm always out and about, enjoying nature a lot. So, I mean, if I could accommodate time for him, I'd be there. You know what I mean? I do have time for him, 100%. Yeah. do have a kid, too, now. I just recently had a kid. So. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Changed your life, right? It did. It, yeah. Yeah, little girls. I always yeah, say yeah. When, a, when, a, when a man gets a girl, it changes his life. Absolutely. 100%. So, now I, I look at women differently, too. I always respect mm -hmm. them a lot more. I, I care a lot more about women, you know what I mean? It's just... Things like that change you, change your perspective. And I, I'd say going to church would change my, my perspective a little bit more, too, in a, yeah. in a good way. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't mind taking that, that step, you know, going, you know, every, every other Sunday, yeah. every Sunday, Thursday, yeah. just to check it out. What a great perspective from a young 22-year-old man who grew up in a foster home system and has gone through a lot in his life, and that's his perspective at life. Right? How awesome was that? 
And Sandra, I'll let you kind of expand on that a little bit. Okay, so I loved talking to these two. Um, they were completely opposite. Like one was a Buddhist and the other one wasn't, and they didn't care. They were just shooting videos at the beach and having fun, right? And so I think that all uh, Jamuel needed was an invitation to come to church, really. Um, he was answering his own questions. You know, he, he started saying that he didn't have time to come to church. And then in the same conversation, he said, well, I do have time and I'm going to come multiple days a week. So I believe <laughs> that he will be here or he is here. Yeah, amen. Um, so we have one more clip for you, and then we're going to close with that. But I just would love to just give these guys one more hand for their braveness and all their... Amen. And we can go ahead and roll that, that last clip, please. Yeah. Yeah. I have to be, I feel like I have to follow through more, or do I feel like I drop the ball, you know? I think that's a different thing for me, that I have to like follow through, not just doing what's convenient for me, which I know any time soon, but. Yeah. What if I told you you could start right? I just like, yeah. No, I know, absolutely, I know, I know, absolutely. Yeah, I, we've been saying it. I mean, this is the song. Yeah, no, that's like, why I told her, honestly. And, and I thought you guys were shooting a music video, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's next. That's next. You guys are back up. We really did. Um, uh, we talk a lot. Um, we talk, you know, walk the walk as much as we should. Um, but we definitely we definitely do try to do our best to, to follow in his footsteps. And I feel that, you know, I could do more. Um, and sometimes I feel like I do enough. And I feel like... It's never enough if I can still do it. So it's kind of like I'm going to catch 22 sometimes when I say that because I feel like sometimes I can give more. I hold back a little bit because of whatever. Faith getting a little aggravated. Like, why should I help other people when people don't help me? And, and you get into those type of things. And then you're like, well, you're in the field. Like, you don't have a choice. This is what you're good at. This is what you're supposed to do. Um, so that's kind of how I sum it up on, on, on kind of what she says. Do either of you guys have kids? Yeah. We each yeah. have a daughter. Yep. So... I, I'm, a, I'm a father, you know. Sandra's a mom. Bennett's single. He's young. Nice. Uh, <laughs> young. Um, but I look at it as, so my kids, right? I'm a father right now. No matter what they're doing, I'm their father, right? But when my kids want to spend time with me, and my kids are like, like when my daughter calls me daddy, my heart melts. I don't have a choice. No matter what I'm doing, that little voice is daddy. It hits your heart, you know? And I, as soon as I had my first child, I understood God so much better. Because when the Bible talks about God's love for us, it's unconditional. He knows you get frustrated. He knows you get angry. He knows when your car breaks down, it's like, this dude's flipping out over $500 again. <laughs> like, haven't I provided in the past? Why are we going through this? Yeah, right? Yeah. But he knows all that. And as a loving father, all he wants is like, no, listen, I got you. I got, don't worry about all that, you know? Just like with our kids, like, my kid, as soon as they were born, they didn't have to do anything for me to love them with all of my heart. Oh, right. sure. Right? Isn't that crazy? Like, they don't do anything. They were just born. You're my child. I love you to death. Right. Yeah. You know? So now think about that perspective. That's how God is with us. 
like he's like he's like joey i'm gonna send these people here with a camera forget the camera joey they just want to talk to you joey <laughs> you know but it's because he's like man i haven't heard your voice in a while but i haven't heard you come and say hey daddy can we spend some time together you know and that's what god wants and like talking about his blessings and right. and I'm telling you, there's a, there's a, my favorite scripture in the Bible says, delight yourself in the presence of God and you will give you the desires of your heart. And that's been so true in my life. Like the more I just enjoy just being with God and, you know, being in the midst of, you know, whether it's scripture, whether it's church, whatever it may be, doing stuff like this, the more I just feel like my life is just great, happy, you know, I'm not saying it's perfect. My car breaks down, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, but, but there's a different fulfillment to life, and I feel like I'm walking in his purpose. So we shot a total of three days, talked to a bunch of people. That was our very first one, and I love God because God was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to honor this step of faith for you. So we had an amazing conversation with that couple. Both of them said, at different times we've been talking about this we've been talking about God we've been talking about church and guess what this is a sign this is a sign that we need it we need to stop talking about it like Joey's saying sometimes you talk the talk but you don't actually do it right and man we ended that conversation right there at Fort Tabor on the beach huddled up praying and that's how we ended that conversation that was God saying I'm going to put my blessing on this project, and we need to do it more often, you know? Um, but here's, here's what I believe. I believe, just like we heard from so many of the people there, I believe there are some of us this morning that have similar answers, and then we're going through very similar situations, um, and our perspective isn't very different just because we're sitting here in this building. Okay. The questions we asked at the end there was if God wanted to be a part of your everyday life, if you wanted to be, if God wanted to be center focus, the number one thing in your life, would you want that? And if you notice, Brooke hesitated. At first, she's like, yeah, no, I, I think that would be a great thing for me, but Brooke hesitated, right? Just like earlier in another video, Chris mentioned, you see this sign, you see this billboard on Route 18, and you're like, wow, God, that's a sign for me. And then five minutes later, doubt sneaks in, and you're like, huh, no, maybe, maybe, maybe not today. Maybe that sign is, is for somebody else or, or me at a later time, right? Doubt sneaks in. So I believe God this morning is saying to some of us, that same question goes for you. He's like, I've been waiting. I am your father. He's like, I love you no matter what. Even when you ignore me and you don't think about me, I still love you. But he's like, but I've been longing to spend time with you. I've been longing to just hold you tight and say, I got your affliction. And say, you're stressed out for no reason. I just need you to let go and let me take over so that's I believe a message for a lot of us this morning right are we ready to surrender Joey even said it 
He's like, I feel like I do things. He's a social worker in the city. He's like, I feel like I do a lot. But then he even said, but no matter how much I do, I know I can do more. And that's the truth because we can never outgive, we can never outserve, and we can never outlove this amazing God. So I'm going to ask you if you can bow your heads with me this morning. And this is just for a time of reflection. If you can bow your heads, close your eyes, so we're not distracted. And I truly believe this morning there are people in this room that God is saying, you've been here, but I haven't become the center focus of your life yet. I haven't become the number one filter that everything that you do goes through. That is his goal for us. That every thought, every action, every decision, every emotion is filtered through him. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So if you believe that this morning, that God gave himself on that cross to say, hey, I know you're a sinner, I know you mess up, but my grace is sufficient. I'm willing to forgive you. I'm willing to love you and forgive you no matter what. But will you open your heart and surrender it all to me because I have so much more. So if that's you this morning, if you're saying, no, I, I, I believe there is more and I got to stop hesitating. I got to stop hesitating and just give it all to God. If that's you this morning, I'd like to see you throw your hand in the air by faith. Put your hand in the air with faith and say, I need to stop and let God just take over. Amen. 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 I'm going to pray with you guys in a minute. But I also believe there's, there's a, a, a second message that we as the church can get from this project. Psalm 27 says, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only thing do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord himself and seek him in this temple. That I may gaze on the beauty of the Lord himself and seek him in this temple. I mentioned how we got nothing but positive words for God. But when it came for religion, when it came to church, things changed. This is where we come in. Like Pastor said earlier, we are the church. It's not about this beautiful building that used to sell overpriced groceries. We are the church. And God has different gifts and different people in our worlds. And he says, I need you to go over there and help them understand me better. Because their version of church is so tainted and so screwed up. But now you're walking in a new revelation. Help me share that. So my prayer this morning, we're going to open up this altar. 
And I pray that we can sincerely come to God and say, God, I want to be a better representation of you. I want to be a better representation of the church. I want to help rebuild this negative image that unfortunately religion has painted out there for so many people and it's become a stumbling block to your will in our societies. Our young people need to see church differently. So we're going to pray this morning, right after prayer, I pray, man, come to this altar and say, God, I open up every door of my house. Even that closet that I've been kept shut because I don't think anybody sees it. And I don't think anybody really cares. Man, God cares. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this morning. We thank you for your amazing love that snatched me up and changed my life. And that's something I can take to the grave and I can testify, oh God, for the rest of my life. That you are powerful, you are merciful, and you change lives. And I pray this morning for those that raised their hands and said, today is my day that I stop hesitating. That I say to Jesus, come and have your way in everything and all that I am. I pray for those people, Lord. And I pray that their lives would never be the same. This isn't about a religious experience. This isn't about a church service. But it's about a journey with the Creator. The one that created us with a unique purpose. So let your will be done in their lives, oh God. Rescue them from their own mess. And put them, O oh God, in the path of your will and your purpose, God. In Jesus' name.